0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash.
2: what is up everybody welcome to another edition of drive for show dfs for Doe here on roto grinders happy you're tuning in to uh listen to some more golf talk this week as uh i don't know this kind of marks the official start to the golf season for a lot of people uh you got this game preceding the big football game on sunday night uh, we're through all the gimmicky tournaments. We don't have any more of the pro-ams. We don't have any more of the three-course rotation tournaments. And we got a fun event this week. So I know last week, uh, tournament wasn't the most exciting as far as the three courses and the six-hour rounds. And uh, it just uh, kind of turns a corner this week. And we've got a pretty exciting PGA Tour schedule here for about the next uh, four or five months. So should be a good time. Happy you're all joining us. As usual, I am Justin Van Zuden, STL Cardinals 84. I've got Notorious Derek Farnsworth alongside. Uh, Noto, how you doing? I know you're probably pretty excited for this week.
3: <laughs> yeah, what's going on, everybody? Uh, I see this smile on my face. We're done with the pro We're done with the course rotations. We're here to, you know, talk about some real golf and uh, a party over there in Scottsdale. So it's going to be a fun week. It uh, kind of feels like a major week. I'm not going to lie.
2: Yeah, really different uh, when you take a look at the pricing uh, for the golfers, you know, on DraftKings and FanDuel. It's a little bit easier to build those lineups this week. Uh, A lot of guys feel like they're coming in at a little bit of a discount compared to, you know, what we're normally seeing price wise. um, And what we've been dealing with with a lot of the weaker fields over the last month, you know, that's going to that's going to help, too, when you see. Uh, the strength of the field that we have this week, and like, oh, this guy uh, this feels underpriced compared to where he's been uh, over the course of January. So, makes it a little bit more exciting to uh, to build lineups. Of course, we're gonna continue the trend. We're gonna do another snake, snake draft at the end of the show on DraftKings here tonight. Uh, old habits die hard, and Dan Kramer uh, taking down some money. I didn't actually didn't look at the final standings. Did he, did did Dan hang on to the W? I'm gonna pull those up right now. Uh, uh- did you-
3: I think you finished second, and uh, I. Finished oh, that's early. horrible! So uh, hey, I'm two for two. That's the only thing I cashed last week was our uh, five dollars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, ninth, so, uh, n- ninth out of twelve for me, so uh, not great. Uh, yeah, Dan finished second. He was in the lead for most of the week. Uh, our Cormier thirteen uh, with the uh, W in the snake draft last week. Uh, be a little easier to to fill the back half of that draft this week. Uh, we don't have to go quite into the depths that we did a week ago, but uh shout out to uh, the winners in that and uh impressive performance there uh, for the, uh, the winners. And uh, Dan actually got uh, six guys through the cut. Uh, I believe he was the only one that got, uh, there's two people that got six guys through the cut, but uh, with the cut, not happening till after the third round, a little bit less impact there, but uh, impressive performance, a W for Justin Rose, kind of a weird leaderboard there last week. Um, my rosters were horrible so not much to write home about there uh, and it doesn't sound like yours were much better so uh, we're all ready to turn the page to this week but uh, any other takeaways from uh from Pebble Beach for you
3: uh not really maybe uh Aaron Rodgers sandbagging a little bit did you see that his, uh, <laughs> his partner shoots one over par doesn't even make the cut and uh they win the pro am because uh his handicap I don't know why they gave him so many strokes, but apparently his handicap is a lot lower than uh, what they what they gave him stroke wise.
2: Yeah, that was uh, blowing up the social media circles, and the people that don't like Aaron Rodgers uh, were uh, certainly latching on to that as a complaint uh, here over the last few days. And uh, I don't know, uh, small potatoes, I guess, from our perspective didn't impact the DFS results or anything like that, but. Uh, Was a Monday finish there, so that's why we moved the show back to Tuesday this week. Uh, That just delayed the the fact that it didn't get done until around uh, early afternoon on the East Coast on Monday. Uh, Delay in pricing getting released, delay in our projections getting done. And we wanted to make sure we had uh, good up-to-date data for you. Um, We do have projected ownership this week as well um, with a little bit more time to have that refined here before the show. So lots of goodies for us to talk about. And really nothing else I care to talk about looking back at last week. So we can just move on. Anything else you want to make sure we mention?
3: Uh, did you see the end to the uh, Euro Tour event?
2: I, uh, I did not see the end. So uh, Daniel Givens
3: or I mean, something like that, uh, Gavins. Um, anyway, he was up to going into the 18th hole, par five, hits his tee shot in the water. And he, uh, you know, hasa pipes his third down the middle. The guy in front of him, who he was up by two, three putts, so he bogey. So he's got a, you know, three shot lead. Middle of the fairway, hitting his fourth, hits it into the water again. Oh, hits a bad chip to about forty feet, sinks the forty footer to double bogey and win by one.
2: Oh wow, uh, that's uh, it was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't believe I didn't uh, come across that on Twitter or anything. I almost pulled a Vandeveld there. Uh, yeah. on the last hole, especially one, once you got that extra stroke. Uh, seems like it would have been a pretty easy choice, though maybe he didn't know, uh, to lay up and, uh, and play it safe. But, yeah, it's uh, wild when the, uh, the golf moments happen there on the final hole and uh, c- certainly a mental game and uh, probably good for his sake that he pulled it out. Wouldn't have given him pretty good odds to uh, pull out in a playoff. I had it come to that. So, yeah, I'll have to find that video after the show. All right. Other than that, let's just move on. We've got the Waste Management Phoenix open uh, this week. The biggest party in golf, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Raucous crowds, of course, the iconic uh, par three 16th hole there. Uh, Tons of uh, video on that. And they usually set up the pin at a pretty accessible location on Saturday. A lot of times on Saturdays, you see some holes in one. Uh, on that uh, 16th hole, the crowd just goes nuts. Uh, of course, this was a fun tournament last year uh, where you had um uh, Scheffler and uh, Cantley, and then the gala was in the mix up until the end, and the whole crowd was behind the rookie uh, who ended up finishing in a tie for third. But always a fun tournament. You got the shot tracker for all four rounds, uh, we got plenty of course history to go off of. Basically, whatever you want for data points, you can get this week. We're probably not going to have any weather delays. Uh, so really, not a whole lot to complain about, and that's part of the reason why uh, it's so much fun. Uh, why don't you talk about uh, TPC Scottsdale, and uh, you know you've been there before, so you got some firsthand knowledge here.
3: Yeah, been a couple times, and uh, can confirm it's as wild as it looks on TV. And uh, don't forget, you know Harry Higgs and Joel Damon going topless uh, last <laughs> year on the 16th. That was uh, that was pretty good. But yeah, the course par 71, uh, just under 7,300 yards. Um, pretty generous off the tee It does get narrow a little bit as you get closer to the To the green um, The greens themselves are really big and they are tiered So uh, you're going to have to hit the right tiers If you want to get a lot of birdie looks And uh, shout out to Justin Ray on Twitter um, For this stat. So I believe since, I can't remember the year 2010, something like that 65% of the winners' total strokes gained Were through ball striking uh, The highest of any event on the PGA Tour During that stretch that wasn't or Any regular course anyway So ball striking is going to be key. Um, and yeah, uh, the finish is awesome. You know, you have the front nine, it's pretty tough. And then the back nine, a lot of risk reward holes. You have the par five with water in play on the, off the tee and play on the approach. Then you have the the par three stadium hole. Then you have the drivable par four 17th, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and then you have the 18th, which uh, it can be a birdie hole if you had a good drive. If not, you can uh, easily make a bogey. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be crazy out there. Um, probably going to be more than six hundred thousand people in attendance. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl's is in Phoenix too, so it's just going to be a huge party. And uh, you're going to get a lot of good uh, social media content from uh, drunk fans at the event.
2: <laughs> and in case you missed it, uh, the PGA Tour has also redesigned all of their web pages, including their leaderboard page. Um, which looks absolutely disgusting. I know change uh, is the spice of life and everybody's going to hate change. But if you go to the leaderboard page on the, uh, the PGA Tour website, I, I'm not sure about the app, um, but the, uh, the actual desktop site is uh, it's just hideous. You can't um, see the
3: shot-by-shot shot data anymore.
2: As far as I know, you can't. Uh, yeah, unless there's a toggle that turns that on after the tournament starts. Um, you can't see it right there on the face of the page. You have to expand the actual player. And then that individual player takes up the whole screen. It's just hideous. It's hideous. I, mean, I hate it.
3: The only reason I don't have the app on my phone is because I like being able to see all my guys shots on the, on the website. Now uh, we don't get that. This looks just like the, I think it's a Yahoo. Uh, it's horrible. Leaderboard.
2: but That's not a great comparison because Yahoo is horrible. <laughs> They're all, I, I don't oh. understand. Um, Spending and this all just, this money to make a worse this, product.
3: They had the yeah. best product ever 15 or 10 years ago.
2: I still have the screen grab. Um, but anyway, it's it's hideous. And this happened like I was in the middle of doing my content today when they switched all this over. Like It happened at like lunchtime today. And the first thing I did was look at the leaderboard and it, it's horrendous. Literally, all they did was add the odds to win on the right hand side. It, it, anyway, I can't spend the whole show complaining about this, but uh, it just happened. <laughs> so uh maybe
3: there goes our chance at a yahoo sponsor yeah maybe
2: (laughs) maybe we'll get used to it um and uh and it'll get better but uh in any case um it should be a fun tournament you mentioned ball striking the name of the game here and now we can start talking about some golfers um a little loose in the pricing this week uh, with the field being stronger that's kind of normal but Uh, We've got five golfers above 10K, all solid top-tier golfers on the PGA Tour. Rahm and Rory uh, have both been dominating of late. You've got Shuffler, Finau, and Shawfley rounding out the 10K range. How do you rank this group?
3: Yeah, really tough to find a problem with any of them. Um, Rahm, obviously, ASU grad, um, playing great right now. He's got three wins in his last five starts. He's finished T-13 or better here. He's in the last five years, so he will be my favorite. And 11K in this field feels a lot more expensive than, you know, when he was 10-8 in some weaker fields just because there's so many other options. But I do like John Ron quite a bit at the top. Rory coming off the win um, over in Dubai, I think that was a a really impressive victory, especially since he said he didn't have his best stuff. Uh, He hasn't played this event as much as many of the others, but that doesn't mean he's not a good play. Scheffler, the defending champ, Finau. Um, I think Finau is going to get overlooked just because of the course history. A lot of people like to point to that. And this is a course where you want to have some history, both because of the atmosphere and just as predictive year in and year out. But uh, Finau did move to Scottsdale in 2020, and that's the year that he lost in the playoff to Webb Simpson. So I don't mind going to Finau in tournaments. And then Dander's just always safe. Uh, him and Cantley, I think you can play in cash games. You can play in tournaments you just always rely on them for, for a pretty good finish. And he seems to like this course uh, a lot as well. So I don't have a strong take. Ron's my favorite, but uh, do you have uh, anybody that you dislike up here?
2: Not really. It's just that I think Rom and Rory are so far ahead of the field in terms of their results of late that I think if you're spending and you're prioritizing just one of these guys, I think it has to be one of the top two. I don't think there's enough of a discount down. I, I like final in tournaments as well, but um, I think if you're spending top dollar, you know you got to take a stand on one of the top two, and really you're not going wrong with Rom or Rory. I, I will, you know, whoever ends up being lower owned, I've got Rory tagged right now. Um, You know, you mentioned he won in Dubai, he finished fourth at the DP World Championship. He only played one PGA Tour event during the fall swing. He won that. Like Rom's getting all the headlines and the attention because we've seen him a little bit more. Um, but I mean that and. and Rory obviously doesn't have the course history here, but I I just don't think I care. I mean, he's uh, clearly right there with Rom as the one a and one B in golf right now. And, uh, you know, I'll take Rory, but I think I'm definitely leaning towards if you're spending up, spend up for one of the top two. Um, nobody that I really dislike in here. I'll uh, probably be a little underweight on Scheffler, but that's not because I don't like him. Just can't play everyone. And I don't think you're getting enough of a discount there. So, Rory one, ROM two, Finau three, probably for me.
3: Yeah, hard to argue with that. Um, Is Scheffler just nobody going to play Scheffler?
2: I don't know. I always seem to not play Scheffler as much as the field, and I'm not really sure why. Like, I I don't have a vendetta against Scheffler or anything. It's not that I don't like him. Um, I just don't ever seem to play him, and I can't really quantify why. Maybe there's some back-of-the-brain bias here. I don't know.
3: I think the last time I played him was at this event last year. And then I was like, okay, he can't That's win again. It, okay. and then, well, that week. And then uh, I faded him for his next three wins in the next five weeks. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's interesting. You know, the defending champ narrative always lowers some ownership. So um, if you're looking for lower-owned guys, I don't mind Scheffler and Finau. And uh, what are your thoughts of two 10K guys? Have you tried – doing that yet
2: yeah so i mean it's another week where the bottom of the 7k range works out pretty good but if you wanted to play say rory and fina together you're at 72 75 per golfer so basically you're gonna probably play if you want rory and fina you're playing like four guys between 7k and 7500 to round out your lineup which is definitely doable i haven't really decided whether i think it's optimal but it's doable but you're not getting like any of the 9k range in that lineup so I don't know. I'd definitely, yeah. if you're building 50, 60 lineups, I certainly think you tried on some.
3: Yeah. We'll get to it in a minute, but man, the eight K range is really ugly. Like I love the nine Ks. 10 Ks are obviously strong. And then the eight Ks, I, I can't find anybody in there.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, if you're doing, if you don't mind fading the nine K range, then uh, I do think that that lineup approach makes some sense. So, um, because I do kind of agree with you, there's not a whole lot in the eight K range, um, it'd just be being underweight on the 9Ks. That uh, is a little nerve-wracking, but uh, certainly doable if you are mass entering a bunch of lineups. Um, if I'm going optimal, to be honest, it's probably it's probably one of the top guys and then Thomas or Morikawa or Cantlay. Like I, I think that gives you maybe a little bit more flexibility in that 7K range um, as opposed to going double stud. I think I go, say, Rory and, and Morikawa or something like that. To, uh, to start like a single entry type of build.
3: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I started mine uh, with Rom and Cantley. So, uh, yeah, right there.
2: Yeah, same right there deal. with you
3: on that type of build. Um, 9K is really strong. You can definitely see the winner coming from this range. I think all of my outright bets came uh, from this 9K range. So, JT, like you mentioned, great course history. Um, his form has been a little bit off since he won the PJ Championship. He's only had two top tens um, since then. I think that was in May or June. So, it's been a while since he's, uh, you know, really popped. But uh, really good course history. Obviously got five straight top 17 finishes here. You mentioned Morikawa. I never play Morikawa, but I really like him this week. You talk about ball striking. He's gained 7.1 strokes putting his last two events. If that continues, he's going to be winning <laughs> uh, a lot of events. Not that it will continue, but if it does, um, got to think he's going to have a big year. Cantley's just extremely safe, does everything well. Um, obviously, the crowds didn't affect him in his first appearance here because it was last year and his, his debut. He you know, lost in the playoff to Scheffler. So those three are going to be my favorites, but uh, you could always hog me into Hideki at this course um sung J is obviously really safe tom kim's a good a good player first timers do worry me a little bit but uh tom kim seems to
2: yeah the, per, his personality is a nice fit for the yeah and tigala did it last year you know
3: and is, and he's not 21 yet so he can't drink and uh go out and you know, <laughs> we can't <party>. drink <laughs> legally <laughs> he says he's never been to a party which
2: i get a well, vague definition i guess define party but <laughs> Um, I guess I believe it. Well, heck he'll, uh, you know, he, he lets his game do the talking. So, um... he looks
3: like he's, he would party. I don't
2: know. <laughs> looks like it's a good up time for, up for debate. <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to keep us all guessing.
3: All right. Anybody else you like in this range?
2: I mean, I, I, I like, like if I'm picking the golfer that I'm going to be most overweight on this week compared to what we currently have for ownership, It is Justin Thomas. I mean, we got him at like 9%, and he's the seventh most expensive golfer. And I know, relatively speaking, his form hasn't been quite what we're accustomed to from him. But, I mean, this is still a guy that's capable of being a top-five golfer on the PGA Tour. He's the last, you know, four trips here have all been top 20s. Um, He likes the course, and, you know, if it's going to cater to ball striking, I just think, I mean, you're giving me Thomas at 9%. Uh, it's not that I like him in a vacuum better than everybody else, but that's a guy that I want to be overweight on. Uh, And I'm with you. I like Morikawa a lot. I think the range overall is very strong, but, uh, the guy I'm going to take a stand on this week, I think, uh, is Thomas. And, uh, if he's under 10% owned, uh, I'll be pretty happy on Thursday morning with that.
3: Yeah. I like that. The guy nobody's going to play is Matt Fitzpatrick. Obviously had the neck injury last week. And what did you do the with them last
2: week? So did you did you only do one roster last week, or I only did one.
3: I only did one. I'm gonna finally, you know, make a bunch this week. Um, I just couldn't do the pro land thing. Um, so, I'm,
2: so was Fitzpatrick in your original lineup last week?
3: He was pivoted to Spieth, which I mean, that didn't really help me whatsoever. I can't
2: stand Jordan Spieth, by the way. Played him last <laughs> week. See, not nothing.
3: So, funny story about Spieth. I didn't even. So, I ran my it's model. Terrible. I ran my model sorted, you know, by the the rankings of the model. Started doing all my notes. He was 40th overall in the model. I didn't even know he was in the field until like, you know, two hours into my uh, research because he was so far down in the in the ratings. But uh, but yeah, so Fitzpatrick, he's going to be low owned. I don't think, uh, you know, obviously going to go there in single entry or anything. But he's a guy that could uh, easily win this. And
2: I mean, uh, didn't he shoot in like his third round. He didn't he shoot like seven over. pebble yeah
3: he went like double double bogey but it it was during the windy day and i don't know he came back out the next day and finished
2: which really is surprising i mean you know he admitted that his neck was bothering him but i mean if you made if you hooked all these guys up to a lie detector test you know half of them probably got something that's aching or hurting you know and they're just it just never comes out so the death by information, whatever, but Hey, if you got off of them last week because of it, it ended up working out. Um, I I agree. I don't think I'm probably going there this week, but certainly a guy that if you've got some marbles, uh, in tournaments, you want to throw him out there. It's there's some logic behind it. Uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, probably M, um, Justin Thomas for me in this range that I'll be most overweight on. All right. You mentioned the 8K range, not super great. Uh, and I agree with that, like Speeth is struggling, uh, you know, Hatton, we haven't seen as much from lately, Lowry Fleetwood. These guys haven't been playing in the States. Uh, the guys that are going to get some buzz Tagala after playing here last year. And I do like him this week. Uh, Montgomery, obviously with his ability to get hot with the putter and Cam Young, I think right now we have it the highest ownership in the field, uh, which was a bit of a surprise to me, but uh, I mean, I know you're not super high on this range. So what are you thinking?
3: Yeah, I mean, Cam Young's my favorite by, by a mile. But uh, what was he doing in Saudi last week?
2: I didn't understand that um, at all. Yeah, I don't know either. That's uh, it's a bit strange.
3: Yeah, but I uh, played well, finished second. Um, so, you know, he's getting closer to that first win. He did play this event last year, finished T26. So I do like to see, you know, at least one year of course experience. So he's going to be my favorite. But, uh, yeah, Burns has been pretty bad. I mean, he, he did have a T11. His last time out but otherwise has been struggling you mentioned speed tigala i always like tigala yeah he's an easy guy to root for but he always just seems five six hundred dollars too expensive um especially in this field so i'll probably be underweight on him and then the bottom of the range doesn't have anybody i like um i want to play fowler but 8k for fowler Man, 8k field. for
2: fowler that's his note it's a note no it for feels, me man <laughs> yeah Phil's feels uh feels wrong. So, <laughs> say you you're, you're going to talk about Tigala being too expensive and then make a case for Fowler. I got to right, I got to back that up. I'll build the
3: lineup with both of them, I guess. Just all the overpriced <laughs> guys that are easy to root for.
2: I uh, I am out on Fowler. I'm in on Tigala. I think Montgomery's fine. Um, though I'll keep an eye on that ownership. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes higher. I like the way Cam Young fits the course, but if the ownership stays in the 20s, I'm probably out there as well. Um, kind of in general, we've got some differences on the players we like in here, but in reality, we don't like a whole lot in here. And I think that that's going to lead to that build where most of my player pool is going to be a lot of guys from the 7Ks, and then you know, sprinkling in those guys from the, the 9Ks and the 10Ks. And it sounds like you're kind of in agreement with that approach.
3: Does uh, does RG model still like Fleetwood? I saw he was rating as one of the best point per dollar options.
2: Um, earlier. Not really. I mean, he's. Uh, okay. I don't know. He's maybe halfway down the list now. Yeah, he's not up there by any means. Okay,
3: so he's another guy I like to root for, but he's never played here before. And uh, I was looking at some head-to-heads today. He's underdog against some guys in the seven K range in the head-to-head markets.
2: Interesting. the uh, The betting markets don't uh, don't endorse Fleetwood this week then. All right, so we can talk about some of the higher end 7K guys here, and then we can get our snake draft set up um, on DraftKings. We'll try to do the 12-man again this week. It certainly won't be any more painful than last week's was uh, with uh, trying to get through 84 golfers uh, with that field. So uh, go ahead and fire it off. I'll kind of start poking around here and talk about the higher end of the the 7K range here.
3: All right, it's Ball Tracker Week. So you know we're playing Corey Connors, and you know we're playing Keegan Bradley. Uh, both of them had pretty good course history. Both of them coming in in pretty good form. Keegan finished second at the Farmers. And uh, Connors, three straight top 20s. So I like those two quite a bit. Don't mind going back to Jason Day. You know I've uh, been talking him up quite a bit um, here in the early going this year. Just seems like everything's kind of falling into place for him. I wish he had a little more course history, but um, a guy I don't mind looking to in tournaments. And then uh, Alex Noren's right now really well for me. doesn't look like a lot of people are going to be on him. He's been playing some good golf. So he's got three straight top fives. I believe two of them were in the fall and then uh, played one event over in uh, Europe and finished fifth. And he did finish uh, top 10 here last year. So Noren is a guy that I like at low ownership. And uh, do you like Tom Hogie? So this is his fifth event in a row. That does worry me a little bit. But uh, if, if you can go anywhere with, uh, you know, low energy and, uh, you know, get the adrenaline going, it's got to be this place.
2: So,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I, I'm in on Hogan.
2: Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, I, I don't really have a strong take, but this is, I mean, significantly cheaper than we've seen him in recent memory. Um, yeah,
3: he was, wasn't he 10K last week?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, again, relative to field strength, but it does surprise me to see him all the way down to 7,500. So. Uh, I like him. I, I'm totally with you on Connors. He's probably my favorite in this range. Uh, you know, Keegan, Aaron Wise, like all these guys, I, I think you could interchange a lot of them uh, with the 8K range, and it wouldn't wouldn't shock a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I think sprinkling in, and we'll get to the bottom part of the range as well while we're waiting for the snake draft to fill. But, um, yeah, it's a really strong range to uh, to look at. So, all right. Let's get this set up. It'll take a little bit to fill. And then once it fills, I'll take over the screen share from our producer, Steve. Uh, But right now I just have an empty lobby or a lobby staring at me, so I won't do it just yet. Uh, But, uh, you know, the drill, if you've watched us over the last few weeks, we started doing a snake draft on DraftKings uh, during the golf show here. It's provided some nice entertainment towards the end of the show, allows us to sprinkle in some more analysis and uh, we usually do a five dollar, and, uh, um, and and we went up to twelve people last week. So if you go to DraftKings, filter the golf snake drafts by uh, for this week, and then uh, find the five dollar twelve man, which at least as of the time I am chatting, uh, says that there's nobody in it, and uh, I am going to enter it. Oh, man, I'm going to enter it with crowns. That means I'm guaranteed to win. (laughs) Had just enough crowns left to enter this for 5 bucks, And uh, so now it's uh, 3 of 12. Again, the $5 12-man snake draft. And uh, So
3: question in the chat. uh, Where do you go for snake drafts? Uh, So all you got to do is just in the lobby, you just click on golf, and then you click uh, snake up in the game style, and you'll see – It's 6-12, so you better hurry um, if you want to get in there.
2: Yeah, uh, word's getting around here that uh, it's the the hottest game in town.
3: Dan Kramer's joined, I think. Real golf, he says.
2: Let's see. All right, so where are we at? We're up to 7. So real quick, I'll keep an eye on this, but uh, you want to round out the 7K range? Anybody else you like down here? I know you got to talk about Harmon, so.
3: Oh, yeah, I've got to talk about Harmon. Harmon Week, um, he was, uh, I think, second in the point-per-dollar model for Roto-Grinders, first in my point-per-dollar model, and uh, just playing well. Uh, did miss a cut his last time out, but uh, it was one of those pro-am events, so I'm not too worried about that. He's got a good course history, good, solid game. I like Brendan still. Um, His ball striking the last four events, plus five, plus eight, plus four, plus six, so uh, really good ball striking numbers there, and uh, he's got a pretty good course history here. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to go to Keith Mitchell. Uh, Hard not to like him. Top 10 here last year. Coming off the big finish last week. And then uh, I'm going to go to Woodland at 7,300. Doesn't project all that well, but uh, a guy that when he's on, he can have top 10 upside. Most of these guys down here, you know, you're kind of hoping for a made cut, maybe a top 30, something like that. Woodland's going to give you a top 10, or he's going to miss the cut by a few strokes. So I think he's one of the more interesting uh, tournament players.
2: Yeah, we just haven't seen that top ten upside from him quite as much in uh, in recent you know memory. So uh, you're uh, getting a discount three, though. Three events
3: ago, come on now. And
2: two percent ownership too. I, I I wouldn't have banked to being three events ago. Yeah, <laughs> he had the top ten.
3: And you always get the cool uh, social media stuff with him and uh, that girl that he brought down on the course a few years ago. Uh, I Saw a picture <laughs> of them today, uh, which is kind of cool. She's. You know, four years older than she was back then. So,
2: kind of cool. <laughs> well, the good news is you can also follow him on the horrendous PJ Tour leaderboard uh, <sighs> when the tournament starts. All right, we're at nine of 12 on our snake draft. Need three more of you to hop in. Right, uh, get rolling there. The yeah, I'll, uh, I'll retweet you um, so we can get that out too. I know we had a couple people that joined based on the Twitter buzz last week. Uh, it's five bucks or five dollars worth of crowns. If you're me and you can parlay that into like 30 bucks or 28 bucks if you win. So, all right. Uh, let's see my thoughts on the lower end of the seven K range uh, with you on Harmon. I mean, grades out super well in our projections. Um, I think uh, Jamino mentioned before the show that uh, him top 20 is uh, our model uh, showing the best bet of the week. So, uh, hard not to like Harmon at, uh, at that sub $7,500 salary tag on DraftKings, uh, pretty much in agreement on the plays down here. I mean, Todd, I think is fine as well to round it out. Always like just going for guys that are maybe safe for a made cut, uh, for that sixth golfer Kirk, you know, posting, uh, all guys that once again, they, they feel like they could be priced with the guys around 8k, uh, and you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't bet an eye at it. So All right, Uh, our draft has filled. Our draft is – well, we got the Roto-Grinders crew in here this week. So we got – even though Devin's not producing, he's still working hard. So Devin's picking fourth. I'm picking fifth. We got DB730 in the draft this week. He's picking sixth. Noto's picking tenth. Uh, So it's good. I I don't like picking on the ends.
3: Tenth isn't that bad this week. It would have been bad last
2: week. Yeah, tenth – well, I don't know because all – you know – I picked first and got Spieth last week, and you know, we see how that went. Um, <laughs> all right, I will take over the screen share here as soon as I get my bearings straight. I have developed too many tabs over the course of the show. We'll close out right. some of those.
3: Jaws, Jaws, you've got 13 seconds to uh, get ready.
1: Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. when you shave with Harry's, get started with a thirteen dollar trial set for just three dollars at Harry's dot com slash Blue Wire. That's Harry's dot com slash Blue Wire for a three dollar trial set. Well, let's Jeff, try well
2: it again. You know, what's up? What's up? Excited for the week. There it goes. All right. I think my screen share should show up here shortly. Reminder for those of you drafting or watching uh, following along. uh, If you like the new addition to the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the Roto Grinders YouTube channel. Appreciate that uh, very much for those of you that uh, do that. All right. Uh, Producer Devin is picking now and then uh, that'll be me and then it'll be DB. So. See if Team RG can uh, can come through this week.
3: All right, who's the guy that uh, you know dips way lower than their original Uh, original ranking?
2: Uh,
3: I'll ask you after your pick. There you go. uh, I
2: mean, it's got to be Fitzpatrick.
3: Speed and Fitzpatrick, yeah.
2: No, Speed's already down at seventeen. I mean, it's not like he's at the top. I go with Fitzpatrick unless we get somebody on auto draft.
3: I'll take Speed. Five rounds before, or fits five rounds before speed at this point.
2: Oh man, you're turning into me. I, we've been working together too long. I, I'm rubbing off on Noto here uh, with the speed hate.
3: Uh, Jeff, the, the draft is not open. Sorry, bud. And we got it to fill.
2: Yeah, 12 is, uh, I mean, 12 is the max size. Okay.
3: So and everybody that's listening, get out your notepad, write down Dan Kramer's picks, and uh, put has- that into a lineup.
2: Yeah, you could you'd be able to make a lineup out of the guys we draft for sure because uh, you know we go have to go to the depths of the draft <laughs> no, pool here.
3: Not that we draft the Dan draft.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can you can make a lineup out of the guys that Dan drafts. Sorry, uh, Steve Woods, forty-seven. We got a new uh, participant. Don't recognize that name. A lot of familiar faces, otherwise. In fact, I think he's one of the only ones that I uh, don't recognize from a prior week. Maybe jaws at the the tail end, but uh, welcome to those of you participating for the first time. And uh, yeah, tough to pick close to those ends. Uh, I haven't had a pick in the middle yet, so this week was interesting with a pick in the middle. Havland and Cam Young at the turn—that's not bad. All right. Yeah. See, now this is where you get into that eight K range for DFS pricing purposes, where it's. Geez, do I go Fowler? Oh, not. See, it's pretty ugly here. You're uh, I have to go fits. What am I doing here? Well, then you just did oh. that just to spite my uh pick that yeah. he was going to drop.
3: All right, curious to see who Dan Kramer drafts here.
2: Got four people in front of me yet, so I should,
3: I should have just did down to Connors.
2: Well, I can assure you that uh, let's see. Okay, we got Sam Burns. So, uh, so okay. far, who does Dan have so far? Uh, Holman, Burns, two guys I was not planning to play. Yeah, that's so already going to be a me. horrible week for DFS. <laughs> we know this.
3: Hey, there goes Keeks. That's a good pick. Skip over all these other guys.
2: All the uh, gobbledygook in the uh, 16, 17, 18 range.
3: Yeah, how low does speed go? That's the question. <laughs>
2: I am not taking him this week. I will put that out there. I don't care if he is available with my last pick. I will not take him out of spite after last week's performance when I finally boarded the Speeth train uh, for the first time in like a year. All right. Uh, so Dan took Connors. No surprise because that's who I was going to take. Yeah, um,
0: good
3: pick. Just one, yeah, it just... is.
2: I mean, there's just not a lot. There's not a lot separating these uh, these guys here. All right, my turn. I got to take somebody.
3: Dude, save save Harmon for me.
2: Huh? Uh, he's gone.
3: What? Did you take I him? I just took him. Man.
2: <laughs> I took him before you said Jeez. that, like five seconds before you said that.
0: Aww.
2: He yes. probably wasn't going to make it back to you anyways because he was I mean, he was ranked like 26. Yeah, no, speed, no, it would have been close.
3: Speed putting took gears off of uh, Joshua's life. Yeah, we feel you.
2: I mean, the good news is that my lineups were largely dead anyway. So I guess it didn't matter too much.
3: But oh, so I got five or six through the cut, and I had Justin Sa who withdrew after like four holes. Right, so that was. I
2: that also was had him in my DFS <laughs> player pool last week. It was just a glorious week, but that's okay. We're going to save the best for this week. All right. So, yeah, a lot of guys in this kind of range are all fairly similar. And so you're kind of just getting into a preference at this point. But your call on Spieth being the guy to drop the most has been uh, prescient because uh, he has he's already there, and then some.
3: Surprise, Taylor Montgomery. He's usually a yeah,
2: uh, favorite. Yeah. Montgomery's going to me at 29 if Devin doesn't take him at 28, so that would be Devin's choice. It wouldn't upset me too much. If Devin wants to take him, that's fine. But uh, if not, he'll I'll take him. I, I just feel like it's the right spot. What if I don't know who's gonna take Speeth? Who's gonna take Speeth? I, I will take Montgomery at uh, 29. I think Ooh, that's, still, pretty
3: good. that's a good pick there, Devin.
2: All right, so DB took the bait with Speeth. Oh, sucker. <clears throat> at 30th, and Speeth's gonna win now. And I'm gonna, it's just gonna be, uh, it's just gonna be a real, we're gonna have a real problem, uh, with Speeth when that happens.
3: Uh, we didn't talk about JT Post, and I do like him a lot this week.
2: Yeah, we're kind of getting uh, down to the guys that are in that lower 7K range for DFS, so like uh, Pendrith is in there, Poston, Kirk. Um, I guess we did talk about – you talked about Woodland. Uh, oh, so but, Poston
3: goes. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Hoagie's still there. I can get behind Hoagie. All right, who did Dan take? Pendrith.
2: Pendrith. Of. All right, oh, so far, head.
3: so far, zero for three in my.
2: <laughs> better, better rework that. Uh, all right, see, this is, we're getting to the stage where I'm gonna have to. I got to do some advanced prep for who's coming down the pipeline here because it's gonna get a little hairy. And
3: I wanted to play horseshoe this week, but he's going through swing changes and it looks so bad at the zoning. I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah, I think that's a pass as well for the moment.
3: Okay, he see is, who. He's you see the highest ranked guy so left. So much more consistent now than he used to be. So I don't mind see Wu in tournaments, even though he doesn't have good course history. All right. Hey, you're up again. Was McNeely really hurt last week, or did he just want to not? Go
2: I ahead? think he was one of the many that just said, this round's taking six hours. I'm not near the top. See you later. I don't think he's. I think he's fine.
3: All right, I went Woodland. Yeah, Dan, I know. I need to get on your page, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get there by the end of the week.
2: All right, uh, so, yeah, I'm coming up here in about four picks, and I. this is another spot. So this is where you kind of start to get into the 6K range of DFS plays, which is where every week it just – there's nobody worth looking at below 7K.
3: Interesting. Uh I was listening to the broadcast last week and they were talking about uh Brendan Todd guy gained a lot of speed with his driver um in the offseason. So he's hitting a lot farther than he used to, and he's still hitting a lot of fairways. So something to keep in mind.
2: Well, it's good to know because I put him in my article and I just picked him. So
3: not that all, I mean, all these guys are trying to gain speed, but I guess he gained 7-8 yeah. miles per hour or something.
2: Well, gaining distance and stuff, we saw right. that work for uh, Matt Fitzpatrick last year. So, All right, so we're at uh, the end of round four here, moving into round five with three picks left for everybody. Ooh, what,
3: Webb Simpson, what happened to him? He, he missed the cut last week, right?
2: Yeah, and he's got two uh runner up or win he's got two top two finishes here over the last eight years but uh obviously was generally a lot better than than he is has been lately
3: I like that spawn pick had a ball striker course all right are any, any of these guys left uh going to make yeah, your my- player pool
2: McCarthy, Kucher, Clark, those are the guys that have dipped. Um, I mean, the guys that would kind of be on my short list would be Grillo, uh, Lipsky, Stallings, and uh, that's probably about it. But I, it's not, I mean, I don't feel great about any of them. I'm going to take Stallings right now. But uh, yeah, I don't know, just kind of meh.
3: I didn't even notice Yeager was in the field, he's usually one of our favorites in the
2: chat. There he is, down to 84. He'd be in the final round pick.
3: Bo Hosser played well last week. I, I still don't, so every once in a while, he'll just pop up in the top 10, and it's kind of hard to pick when it's gonna happen
2: and the you know we've talked about him before he's the random guy that just always seems to be like 13 percent owned in some tournaments for no apparent reason he was pretty why, popular again a few weeks ago and i finally
3: said he was like 30 percent in the thunderdome uh last week and uh before right when right when it locked he was calling everybody else donkeys and then he, <laughs> he ended up having a big week
2: Strange. I, I, I don't know. I I'm guess it's just uh, I'm not a hustler guy, but uh, sometimes it works. kucher has been the other guy to fall below, is, so they rank 43, and we're at 57, and Kucher's still out there. Wasn't he just the chalk a couple weeks ago at like 9,000, 8,000-something?
3: He was, and I thought he was a good play last week, but that was wrong.
2: Pick him. Pick Kucher. Your turn. I'm going to
3: go a little bit down. I like You're Johnny. You're not going Be- with Kucher. Johnny Vegas. 6,700 this week. Um, good driver of the ball.
2: I wonder if I still have the screenshot. I don't think I have it anymore. But uh, I always like to talk about Russell Knox got a nine on uh oh no that wasn't here that was the players that was the players that was the players all right got my players and uh phoenix open mixed up all Uh, right we gotta save that for a few weeks
3: i'll never forget he was like got his way into the top 10 and then
2: he went from like 10th (laughs) to 60th in one (laughs) hole
3: oh not good man harris english
2: i miss him being good shown flashes at times a little glimpse here and there We got two picks left. So uh, yeah, it gets a little, a little deeper than I expected. I, I guess after last week I figured it'd be a little easier, but
3: Ooh, still gets Party Marty in Scottsdale, that's a good pick. All right, I gotta figure out what I'm doing. Team no putt, Luke List. <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't like him this week, but I am really surprised that Kucher's still on the board.
3: Luke List. I mean, he's 40, not any worse
2: 405?
3: than. <laughs> yeah, is the play. I don't know why I picked Luke List, but uh, yeah, he's four or five in the last five years here.
2: I mean, I know it's Matt Kucher these days, and it's not exciting, but like Jaeger going before Kucher. There goes Kucher. Somebody just got tired of hearing me talk about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, there goes Hostler. DB is building, uh, or that was, yeah, that was DB. He's building the ultimate troll lineup. I, I, I know <laughs> um, that he's doing that on purpose. But uh, let's see. Oh, there goes
3: me. Jaeger. Glad somebody took him. Got to support our guy.
2: <laughs> DB's got Spieth and Hostler, uh, The old troll lineup, uh, full uh, force there.
3: Any uh, extreme punts you like this week?
2: No, they're terrible. You just don't need it. I mean, I, it,
3: I like uh, Mark Hubbard, sixty three hundred.
2: I mean, I almost always default to Svensson, but I can't really endorse it. Hey, he just he just got drafted. Literally, as I was looking at his name, uh, there he went. So uh, I almost always default to him, but I just kind of like him, and uh, I don't know why. It's not a ringing endorsement by any means. All right, we're in the final round here. So, again, you get seven drafted players, and then it automatically dumps your lowest score of the seven, and six of them count. So Justin Suh was the uh, auto drop last week for anybody who had him in the snake draft.
3: Patrick, Patrick Rogers, he was playing good, though, recently.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, could, uh, let's see. Molinari, English. I don't like any of these guys um lee hodges just went let's see do i go with patrick rogers here i don't i don't mind it um sure why not one for five no oh, uh can i unclick the button maybe i didn't click it gotcha i baited you into that one i probably would have taken Lipsky otherwise so uh we'll see if that uh
3: man bad rat. bad sunday for Lipsky. or no sorry that was
2: uh it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know what he did on Sunday because it was a close the laptop week after Saturday for me. So I followed the leaders, but he wasn't there. So we've got uh, about five picks left here. There goes Lipsky off the board. I think that's a decent pick at that stage. So let's see. I think our teams are all set. Oh hope Noda's got one more pick. And so let's see. Dan is making his last pick now. So if you want your punt value, it's going to be whoever Dan takes with his final pick here as I search up the uh, PGA Tour schedule. So we got the Genesis next week, and then we start the Florida swing with the Honda Classic. So that'll be the old. 6 a.m. wake-up call to make sure your guys haven't withdrawn. haven't had one of those in a while, uh, but that'll be starting up in a couple of weeks. Somebody took Hubbard? All right, I'll just take the top guy. Where did did Hubbard go? I didn't see him go. Let's see. I got to try to find it in this list now. Round six. Where? I still don't see him. Still don't see him. 70th overall. All right, so our lineups are complete for the week. Noto, M., Fitzpatrick, Ogie, Woodland, Vegas, List, and Molinari. Uh, Molinari, where'd that come from?
3: He was a top-ranked
2: guy. Oh, okay, top-ranked guy left. Uh, Thomas, Harmon, Montgomery, Todd, Stallings, Grillo, Rogers for me. Uh, let's see. DB with the troll lineup, Morikawa, Connor, Spieth, Kirk, Moore, Hostler, and Brandon Wu. Producer Devin has Scheffler, Day, Steele, Simpson, Zudenhout, East Smith, and Hodges. And uh, if you want all the winning picks, Dan Kramer, Homa, Burns, Pendrith, Henley, Clark, Riley, and Van Royen. Uh, It's probably a bad week for me, again, if uh, if Dan's cashing at the top of our uh, snake draft, but uh, part of what makes it so fun. So... Uh, yeah, that pretty much does kind of talk to the punts as we went through the last few rounds of that draft there. But uh, anybody else that uh, you want to make sure we give a head nod to here?
3: No, uh, we're always around though. If you guys have any questions, um, the Discord a lot of fun too. Pop in there and hit the thumbs yeah. up button.
2: That's right, absolutely hit the thumbs up button on your way out. Appreciate it. Uh, for those of you. Watching us on playback after the fact, if you want to join in the snake draft uh, next week, catch us live. uh, Usually most weeks on Monday evenings, uh, but uh, Tuesday evening this week, uh, given that uh, last week's tournament kind of ran overboard there. uh, We'll enjoy following uh, the tournament on the uh, new horribly redesigned PGA tour leaderboard. Got my required three mentions of that in during the show. And uh, we'll be back next week to, uh, to talk the Genesis with you. Uh, which is an event that generally plays as one of the harder tournaments in terms of scoring. So a little bit of a change there next week. Uh, But enjoy the Waste Management Phoenix Open, everybody. Super fun tournament leading up to the big game on Sunday night. And uh, we hope you enjoyed our show as always. So for Noto uh, and our producer Steve working hard behind the scenes for us tonight, we appreciate his help. And we thank you all for watching. Have a great week, everyone. I am Justin. We'll catch you all later. Take care.